the seat was all made out of trees and etc. And there is Jesus sitting as an Indian chief, and he has a huge chief's headdress with eagle feathers all over it. And and he spoke to me, and he said, "You are my Indian warrior." Welcome to the Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. This podcast is here to advance the revolution Jesus started, a revolution of the free, the fire starters, the troublemakers, and the zealots. I interview people who I think are awesome, who have heard that revolutionary call and are going after Jesus with their whole heart. If you listen to this show and join our community, I know God is going to speak to you. I believe God wants to change the world through you, through your unique gifts and talents He's given you. This podcast is here to be a voice of encouragement in your life, a voice that says, with God you can, and with God you will. Let's get rolling. Hey guys, welcome to the Kindling Fire. Welcome to my car studio. It's nice and quiet, so you can probably hear me. So I just finished uh, bombing Ridgeline Trail with some friends up here at uh, Pisgah National Forest near Asheville, or actually DuPont National Forest, sorry, and uh, mountain biking, and it was pretty awesome. And so I want to share with you guys about a journey that I've been on uh, that I haven't talked about, um, but... uh, it's uh, pretty exciting. It's been an amazing journey, actually, for me personally. And it's uh, digging into my Native American heritage. So this uh, this actually started with a vision. Um, so, so bear with me. Uh, so about a year and a half ago, before COVID hit, uh, our church was having a time of fasting. And I went into a fast and... Um, and during the fast, I had this like blip vision and it, it happened very quickly. And it basically was me digging in, digging a, a big hole in the ground. And it was very, very wide and it went narrow and narrow and narrow. And finally, I hit this like water source the deeper I went. And the water that came up was kind of muddy and, and it bubbled up, bubbled up, and it kept bubbling up to the top. And that was. And, oh, I'm sorry. And then uh, the next thing I saw was my children building a well around this source of water that had been uh, clean and purified. So that was it. I didn't think anything of it. It was just one of those random thoughts you have. And uh, and so then a little bit while a little while later, I'm I'm running on a treadmill um, and I'm just kind of minding my own business and just kind of losing thought. And I have a vision. And uh, in the vision, I am standing in full Indian garb with a bow and arrow strapped around my chest. I have like like a deer skin or something on. I have no shirt on. I have war paint on. And I have two feathers uh, coming out of the back of my, my head. And in front of me is a very low throne. So, you know, just a couple steps up all made out of natural, the seat was all made out of trees and etc. And there is Jesus sitting as an Indian chief. And he has a huge chief's headdress with eagle feathers all over it. And, and he spoke to me and he said, you are my Indian warrior. And then I had this flash of this white buffalo. And then the next thing I saw... Uh, or next thing I heard was, 
the vision I showed you is your Indian heritage. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> it, was, it was a pretty epic vision. And it started me down a track of like, well, what is in my Native American heritage? And I started talking to my son about it. He was a YWAM missionary at the time. And it was so exciting because I, as I talked to him about it, he would say, yeah, I was getting all these prophecies about my Native American heritage and receiving a warrior's anointing from that heritage. And, you know, that was the exact words the Lord used on, with me. He said, you are my Indian warrior. So there was a famous missionologist named uh, Don Richardson. He, he wrote a famous missions book called Peace Child. But he went on to write another book called Eternity in the Hearts. And he was like, I wonder if God has put keys inside of cultures uh, that have gospel truths in them that God put there later to be discovered um, by missionaries and other people presenting the gospel. So as he wrote through it, um, that's, so he found all these cultures that God had placed all these secret keys inside of before missionaries arrived. And so, and then he talked a little bit about Native Americans, but his use of it was, was not great. He, he didn't go into a lot of detail. Because I believe that God put inside of Native American cultures uh, several truths that are gospel truths um, that, um, that, that can be used in a broader sense. And here's one of them. Um, they have the, Native Americans have something called the four directions. Uh, east, west, north, south, uh, summer, um, uh, fall, winter, spring, summer, the four elements. Uh, you know, they have this whole concept around the four, the four, four directions. And, and also within that concept, and it has colors, it has red, yellow, black, and white. And uh, within it is, is the progression of masculinity. Boyhood, young man, older men, and elders. And so you maybe have heard John Eldridge, uh, fathered by God. He goes through maybe six stages of masculine. Uh, maybe or more, and then Gordon Dalby before him did a lot in the masculine stages writing. Uh, but this is a simplified version that the Native Americans believe in. Specifically, this is Lakota Sioux out of South, of out of uh, the Dakotas, uh, North and South Dakota. And so, but what's interesting is uh, what they say in these stages. They must learn from the elders. They must learn well, or they, what is the main attribute that they need to learn uh, during these stages? So as a boy, uh, you know, John Elders was talk about, you know, being the beloved son. I have, you know, a dear friend, Michael Thompson, he wrote Heart of a Warrior. He talks about being, you know, a beloved son. Um, uh, the Native Americans don't say that. What they say is the boy must learn generosity. The boy must learn generosity. And so if you can, if you have kids or no kids, the, I mean, that first, that first uh, sentence they come out is usually no, you know, as the first words or mine. Uh, and so there is a possessive nature to children. It's mine. I don't want to share. I want it for me. And so the Lakota Sioux would teach their young children to be generous. I mean, think how beautiful that is. It's going right against the grain of that selfish nature and saying, no, this is what it means to be an honorable man. So as a boy, you will learn generosity. Now, 
tying these things together to sort of the masculine stages that you may have heard about already, that belovedness with God, if you're going to give something away, you have to have a trust you're going to be okay. You're going to be taken care of. You're not going to lose all things. You know, if you give that toy or give that money or give that whatever it is, prized possession, that you're going to be okay. God and, and others will look out for you. And that's what they're establishing. So almost belovedness is sort of an abstract idea. Giving is a tangible idea that could be rooted in belovedness. If you are a giver, you have probably settled this whole like, am I loved or not issue, right? And so um, now, you, yeah, so, so that's boyhood. That's sort of what they uh, espouse on boyhood. The next uh, phase is young men. And this is where we're focusing on with Hochoka men. And what they must learn is suffering. Isn't that interesting? Uh, and endurance. Suffering and endurance is the key attribute young men must learn. Must learn. And, and it goes against sort of that comfort, lazy, sleeping in, you know, probably not helping themselves kind of move along in life, nature of young men that are kind of like, uh, I don't want to, and I, you know, that whole side of young men. And it's basically saying, no, if you learn the value of suffering, you know, and there's great scriptures on, you know, uh, for the joy set before him, he suffered the cross, Jesus said, you know, that there is a joy on the other side of suffering, uh, a, a very classic uh, definition of manhood that I really like from Robert Lewis. And this is from Raising a Modern Day Night book. He talks about uh, a definition of one of the definitions of manhood is suffering, believing for a greater reward, willing to suffer, believing for a greater reward. So the young men phase is to, uh, to endure suffering, right? That is the phase of young manhood. And so in seeing the value of the suffering of, it's kind of like your flesh doesn't want to get up early. Your flesh doesn't want to eat right. Your flesh doesn't want to do this, that, and the other things that are good for you, right? Things that will help you. And so that's the value they try to, to espouse and say, hey, this is, you have to learn endurance. You know, I think uh, another, during this phase, they also do something called a vision quest, and in the vision quest, they, they tell the young man to go off alone and fast for three days. Um, you know, not a lot of people, I, the whole culture goes on, these young men in the culture all go in vision quest and fast for three days. You know, think of that, like, you know, what is, like, what's the closest thing to a young man's heart? Usually their stomach and food, <laughs> you know? And they're saying, you must suffer and endure, and then you will receive a vision from God about your, your identity and your place in the larger tribe. It's really beautiful. Um, I won't get into too much of that. So you've got boyhood, generosity. You've got young men, and the, and the, and the primary attribute is suffering and endurance. And then for adult men, there are two attributes that were really interesting. There was respect, which makes sense, uh, and kinship, which is, man, this is, there's a key here. I get so excited about. So respect is pretty straightforward. You learn to mutually respect uh, other men, right? Um, yeah, that <coughs> in the tribe. And so, uh, excuse me, I'm going to get some water here. And so you learn to mutually respect. 
and, and and all men want respect, you know, and so it's it's a it's to be honored, to be respected, uh, to not be talked down to or belittled. But here's the thing that's really interesting: the other attribute they want to teach is kinship. And so I have had the privilege of being in communities of men that where people are very strong leaders, very strong personalities, very different personalities. You know, you got the show up lates and the show up earlies. You know, you got the the detail oriented and the hand wavers. You've got the, you know, talks too much, uh, you know, value doesn't value listening enough. You got all these different kinds of men. Kinship is the ability for adult men to live in community with one another instead of competing with each other all the time. being So they've learned generosity as a boy, so they'll be generous. They've learned endurance uh, as a young man, so they might endure with each other. Uh, each other. And there's a great scripture. Um, I, d- I don't have my Bible with me, but a great scripture talking about enduring with one another in love. You know, that kinship is that peace where you... You are taking those attributes from earlier in your life and then being able to use that. And, and, and that's where the magic happens. You really, And I've got um, a Band of Brothers 1 and 2 and an old podcast. And, and now I'm in this Hachoka men community. And that's a, a group of eight men that are all over 50, all distinguished uh, as them different, in different ways, love God, but we're working together. You know, and, and, and there's such power in unity. Guys, I'm telling you, you have to find another man to walk in unity with. You're going to accelerate your growth as a Christian. You're going to accelerate your purpose and your calling and your clarity of hearing God's voice. And I'm telling you, you have to find other men. And if you're just a one-off guy that really can't like operate in community, uh, then you're going to, you are limiting your, you are gr- greatly limiting your own gro- your own growth. You're just not going to grow. Uh, it takes that vulnerability. It takes that openness to build kinship with brothers. So the last stage is elders. And it's no surprise that that stage is wisdom. Now, what is wisdom? Some people um, think that Bible knowledge is wisdom, and it's not. Uh, some people uh, says thinks that you know having all the answers at the right time is, is not. Wisdom is knowing what is true and knowing when to share it. Uh, it's one thing to have a Bible verse. It's another thing to hear God's voice to say, share it or don't share it. And, and I can tell you, if you've been in communities with men, you know why unwise men, because they're just like, blah, 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 blah. Like, I've got an answer for everything you have to say, and it's not anointed. There's no grace on it. And it's maltimed, and everybody's just like, okay, great, you know a lot. It's not helping me. It's not wise. Wisdom, I'll say it again, wisdom is not sharing what you know, all that you know, for every situation. Wisdom is knowing when to share what you know. Lord, is this the time? And what part do I share? And and I'm telling you, if you listen to God's voice, He will instruct you and he will usually guide you to share less, not more. And uh, so that's wisdom. And so when you're with elders, it, a lot of times you can hang on their words because they're wise and they're, and they're not just pontificating. So anyway, I just that's a very quick on the four stages of masculine journey from a Native American perspective. Expect more. All right. Be awesome. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. 
If you want more information on the Kindling Fire, just go to Instagram and you can just search my name, Troy Mangum, or the Kindling Fire and you will find our page. Subscribe to our YouTube channel where we're doing video podcasts as well. Okay guys, go and be awesome.